0: Amen. Well, good morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for the joy of singing praise to Your name. This is the day that You have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank You, Lord, for salvation in Jesus Christ and that we can walk by faith and trust You. Today we come presenting the families of this church before You. We ask that You might be pleased with the way that we live. We seek to make a commitment as for us and our families. We will serve you. We pray that you might help us as a church to do those things that you have uh, directed us to do. We pray for the parents of this church, the grandparents, great-grandparents, especially for the parents and their responsibility of training and disciplining their children and instructing them in the truths of God's Word. We pray, Lord, that You might bless them in their endeavors and their duty. We pray that You might raise up in our church godly parents who seek to follow Jesus Christ, surrendering their will to Him, walking in the fear of God and committed to doing those things that You have called them to do as followers of Jesus to teach their children the truths of God's Word. We pray for our boys and girls who are here, our students. We pray that You might bless them as they submit to their parents. And that they might hear the truths of their parents and that they might seek to follow you all the days of their life. We thank you, Lord, for these days. We do not have only the days you give us. So we pray that we might glorify you in all that we do. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. Well, good morning and it's good to see all of you. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest here with us today, we're honored to have you. And if you have your Bibles, find your place in Proverbs chapter number 3. We're, if you're a guest with us today, these days we're talking about, as for me in my house, we're talking about the responsibility of parents uh, to bring up their children, to live a godly life with their children, and to train them uh, in the truths of God's Word, and to teach them God's Word by example and also by their own words. So Proverbs, we're using Proverbs chapters 1 through 9, Uh, These words in Proverbs 1 through 9 formed somewhat of a manual for children's training uh, used in the early church and also in the Jewish world. And so we're going to them for some examples. I I gave last week in uh, the service, if you were not with us, we have these uh, bookmarks or whatever, these long, uh, tall sheets that have outlined for you the ten principles, life principles that I'm going to be speaking about over the next few weeks. And we're now to number three. And by the way, these are out in the hallway. If you'd like to pick one up, I hope you will. Uh, I believe these, these uh, ten principles coming from Proverbs 1 through 9 form for all the parents who are here today some life principles that you must talk to your children about when they're young, when they're, when they're students, even when they're grown children. It's important for us to review these truths with our families. And so uh, we talked about in Proverbs chapter 1, if you have your Bible open there, you can look at these words as we've talked about them. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. This was principle number 1. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we must, as godly parents, live in the fear of God and also teach our children to fear the Lord. Last week we looked at an extensive section in Proverbs chapter 1, beginning in verse 8 and through 19. And we looked at the key verse, verse number 10, My son, or my daughter, or my children. uh, If sinners entice you, do not consent. So we learned the principle, number two, life principle. You have to talk to your children about this at all ages. We must, and, and we must live this way as godly parents. That is, we must resist the enticements of sin. We must resist the enticements of the world. And so, uh, we talked about this in some detail. Now we come to one of those very famous passages in Proverbs, chapter three, verses five and six. That will be our attention today, where we'll talk about this principle of uh, godly parents. Uh, not only live this way, but they teach their children to trust in the Lord. And Brother Steve was leading us to sing about trusting God all morning. So we're thinking about what it looks like to trust God today, and we're thinking about what it looks like to trust God in our families. So now you've had time to settle in. We're in Proverbs chapter 3. We'll read beginning in verse number 1. And again, I, I call your attention to this. I will repeatedly Week by week, you'll notice that as we go through the Proverbs, you have this phrase, my son, uh, which also, as I've mentioned to you, can can read my children, my daughter. And uh, it goes all the way. You find these words all the way through this appeal of godly parents to their children to hear these truths. Boys and girls who are here today and students, make sure that today you hear God's Word. You hear God's Word as it's preached as well as what your parents will teach you. And these principles will live with you for life and bring great blessings to you. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. And now our focus for today, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for these truths today. Oh, they are dear truths for many of us today. We have lived on these words, these promises, this advice, this counsel from the Word of God for all of our life. May we pass it on to our children, may we pass it on to our grandchildren. May we pass it on to our great-grandchildren for the glory of God. And may the Holy Spirit be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now our focal truth today is this, that godly parents, as I've already said, godly parents trust in the Lord and teach their children to trust in God. Godly parents trust in the Lord and teach their children to trust in Him. I wonder this morning, I have three questions for you as we begin. First of all, do your children know that you trust God in all the circumstances of your life? If we were to ask your adult children today, those of you like me who have adult children uh, and grandchildren, do your children and grandchildren know that you personally, you personally as a parent, as a grandparent, a great grandparent, that you trust God? that you are a person who walks trusting God. And I also said, in all the circumstances of your life. Not every day of life is the same, is it? One day the sun is shining and the next day the storms are raging. The times come in our life that seem to be so joyful and we cannot imagine how wonderful they will be and yet on the heels of that come great tragedy and sadness. All the circumstances of life, all of them, do your children and grandchildren see in you, do they observe in the way you live, a holy trust in God regardless of your circumstances? And also, I ask you this as a parent, as a grandparent, as a great grandparent, have you shared your personal testimony of how you were saved and came to know Jesus Christ with your children? With your grandchildren, it is of most importance that your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren, at the time when they can understand, have they hear your confession, your good confession, that you stand and you declare before them that you are unashamed to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and that you are willing to do whatever the Lord Jesus commands you to do because you are his servant. You are his slave. You have now committed your life to Jesus Christ and whatever he calls you to do, you are now committed to do that. Have you shared your confession of faith? Have you shared your testimony with your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren? Well, this is a part of what it means to trust God. It means that you are willing to share with your own Not just strangers who work with you. Not just your neighbors, but oh, you go to those who sit at your table. Those who frequent your house. Those who ride with you in the car. Those who are with you. They know, they know, whether they agree with you or not. They know that you are a committed follower of Jesus Christ. And then finally, I ask you this question. Have you shared with your children the ways in which God has provided for you and for them as you have trusted in God in the past? Have you shared with your children the stories of how God has provided for you and your life with your children so that Maybe they come to your house and they can know the story of how God miraculously provided for you. Maybe before they were born, you've never told them the stories of how God has provided in your life and taken care of you. Your children deserve, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren deserve to hear how the great works of God have been done and provided in your life as you have trusted God. So I challenge you with that today because that's at the heart of these very familiar words. These are like old, wonderful, welcome friends. I love to be able to preach on Proverbs 5 and 6. They have been uh, some of my own wonderful life verses for all of my days. I'm grateful for those who taught me these verses many years ago, including my parents and others who have reinforced them in the church all through the days. I come to them. I'm glad to come to them. They are such Warming, encouraging words, but they're also challenging words to all of us here today. So you see, godly families trust in the Lord, my dear friends. Godly families trust in God. And they trust in God together. They do it together. They don't do it individually. They do it together. And as they trust in God, they experience God's care, God's provision, and God's direction. This is one of those amazing life verses. It is as familiar, perhaps more familiar, even than Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And fools despise wisdom and instruction. So boys and girls this morning, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, acknowledge God. And He will make your paths... That's what we're talking about today. I have four observations, and we're basically going to just take the four lines of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I'll talk about them, make some comments on them for just a moment, and then we'll go our way. First of all, godly parents dependently trust. I've highlighted what I want to emphasize uh, from each of these lines. Godly parents dependently trust. Godly parents dependently. I could have said absolutely, but dependently, I believe, catches it better. Godly parents dependently trust in the Lord and teach their children to dependently trust in God. That's the phrase, trust in the Lord with all your heart. We'll come back in just a moment and uh, look at that in a little bit more detail. Number two, godly parents exclusively trust in the Lord. Exclusively. Godly parents only trust in the Lord, perhaps is another way to say it. And teach their children to only trust in the Lord. And that's the second phrase, beginning with a conjunction in verse 5. And, that means it goes with the first phrase. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and, and, do not lean on your own understanding. The third observation is that godly parents completely trust in the Lord and teach their children to completely trust in the Lord. And that's the third phrase. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, completely in all of your ways. That means everything in your life, all the ways of your life. You acknowledge Him. You completely trust in the Lord and you teach your children by you, godly parents, trusting the Lord in all your ways. You teach your children. That's the way we live. That's how we do it. We trust God. And then we come to this great, great promise and notice as we acknowledge Him, he will make your paths straight. Godly parents live in the assurance of God's promises kept, I could have said. Godly parents live in the assurance of God's promises kept. Did you hear what, what the shepherds saying? The promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. When we believe the promises of God, God says yes Amen. Yes, so be it. Yes, I will do that. Godly parents live in the assurance of God's promises and teach their children to live in the assurance of the promises of God from the Word of God. So this is what we will give our time to today. Now let's go back and think about each of these for just a moment and make some observations. So godly parents, trust in the Lord with all your heart. What did the Lord Jesus say? He said in John 14 to His disciples who were sad because He was saying to them, I'm going away. I'm going to leave. I'm going to be gone. We're not going to have our uh, relationship face to face like we've had for all this time. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in Me. You see, this becomes very important to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart the first act, the most responsible act we make is to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, Paul said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, I quote it all the time, I have for all of my years being here, if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Paul goes on to say, uh, later in that section there, he says, For with the heart a person believes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now all of a sudden, we discover that an anxious heart is not a trusting heart. We discover from these words that a fearful heart is not a trusting heart. We discover from these words that an unbelieving heart is not a trusting heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. First, we must have a heart of trust in God. And then we must trust God with all our heart. You notice this phrase, this word trust. This Hebrew word trust is a word that means confidence. It is the idea of confidence in God. Confidence in God. Whom have you put your confidence in today? Who are you trusting in today? Who are you relying on today? When your children look at you in the actions of your life as parents, whom do they see you trusting in, putting your confidence in? Well, with confidence comes also some secondary meanings of this Hebrew word trust, which means safety and security. As a result of confidence in God, there is safety and there is security. And my, aren't those important words... Uh, For the day in which we live today. But then he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let's take just a moment here. I don't have time to elaborate on this the way I'd like to, but I want to say this about the importance of bringing up your children in the fear of God and instructing them. You see, here we have Solomon talking about your heart. Your heart includes your mind, it includes your will. It includes your emotions and your desires. Trust in the Lord with your mind, your will, your emotions, your desires. But I want to take just a little side note here and make you observe some things you may not have caught as we were reading through. You find a great emphasis in these words in Proverbs 1-9 through about the importance of teaching your children, listen, by their heart. Teaching your children by their heart. Now their heart, yes, it includes teaching in the mind. We're, We're thinking of instruction. Giving information that's put in their brain. But oh, teaching your children and your grandchildren has to do with far more than that. It has to do with teaching your children by their heart. Grabbing their heart as you teach them the truths of God's Word. That's why you have to tell your stories about how God has done amazing things in your life. It grips their heart. It makes the truths that you teach them come alive. I just want to point this out to you quickly. Training a child's heart includes having them learn God's Word in their heart, by heart. Notice just a sidelight here. In Proverbs 2, verse number 1, My son, if you will receive my words, and treasure my commandments, notice, within you put these words within you notice verse 2 make your ear attentive to my to wisdom and notice verse 2 incline your heart to understanding well some things will happen if you do that if you teach your children to learn the truths of God that affect their heart verse 5 then you will discern the fear of the lord and the knowledge of the Holy One. You'll grow in knowing God, and there'll be a constant fear of God. As we said last week, the fear of God is that loving loving reverence and surrender, and our commitment to follow the Lord. It is obedience to God. Then, in verse 9, you will discern righteousness, justice, and equity, and every good course, as godly parents teach their children by heart, The truths of God's Word, notice verse 10, wisdom will enter their heart. The foolishness of children will be replaced with the wisdom of God when godly parents are able and are willing to teach their children by their heart. Notice, and knowledge, verse 10, this is Proverbs 2.10, and knowledge will be pleasant to yourself, to your soul, and discretion will guard you. You see, David had taught his son to trust God. Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust Him, and He will do it. Solomon knew that his father was a man after God's own heart. Do your children know that about you? We teach them by heart. So we sometimes use this English phrase about learning things by heart. We say that. Learning things by heart. Well, in order to learn something by heart, you have to repeat it, you have to hear it, you have to learn it, you have to think about it, you have to continually have it ingrained in you. Someone taught you how uh, to to do mathematics, and much of mathematics has to be done. All right, are we back on? If we're not, I'll just keep screaming away, how's that? If you're listening to us out there, and I start moving my mouth and you're watching us from afar, I'm sorry. If it goes off, you'll just have to know how to read lips. I don't know what else to tell you. Godly parents dependently trust in the Lord. So what am I saying? Someone helped you learn your math tables. Someone helped you learn your grammar. Someone helped You had to memorize rules. You have to memorize things by heart. What I'm saying is this. The longer you as godly parents teach your children these tr- truths and repeat them, you know what? By heart, they begin to think about them. I must fear God. By heart, they begin to think about this. I must trust God with all my heart. I saw my mom and dad do the same. I saw my grandparents do the same. I must trust God. Secondly, godly parents exclusively trust in the Lord and teach their children to exclusively trust in Him. Do not lean on your own understanding. I, have in, I believe in Proverbs 5 and 6, you have actually a test For whether or not you are trusting God by by heart. All your heart. You know what it is? Here are the two tests. First of all, do not lean on your own understanding. If you are leaning on your own understanding and saying you're still trusting God, you're not trusting God with all your heart. You're a double-minded person. You're unstable in all your ways, as James says. You must be willing to say, No, I am not going to trust in my own opinions, my own wisdom, my own knowledge, Even my own experience, I am going to trust in God and not lean. This Hebrew word lean means to rely on, to to take something like I am leaning on this pulpit to to support me. It has in it this idea of uh, leaning on something and the word understanding is also a word for discernment. So when things are happening in your life and you must trust God in those circumstances of life, What do you do? You don't lean on your own understanding and discernment. My knowledge, my wisdom, your knowledge, your wisdom only goes so far. It only goes as far as our experience and as long as we've lived. And you cannot rely upon your own knowledge. The heart is deceitful. And if you come to yourself and your circumstances and say, well, this is what I must do, and you base it on your own understanding, you have missed it. We must teach our children, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means you trust God. In everything that comes in your life, in all the circumstances, you trust the Lord in all your heart, but you do not lean on your own understanding. Again, if you do that, you are not trusting God. Let me just quickly read you some verses about the understanding of the godly. You see, by the way, those who do not know Jesus Christ have no understanding. Paul said... Uh, In Ephesians 4, that their minds are darkened and their understanding is darkened and they're excluded from the life of God. When you get saved, when you know Jesus Christ, He comes to give us understanding. 1 John 5.20 We know that the Son of God has come. We are Christians. 1 John 5.20 We know that the Son of God has come and has given us, who are Christians, understanding that we may know Him who is true. The understanding that we have in our lives comes from knowing Jesus Christ. And to know God is to have understanding. To walk with God is to have understanding. So godly parents exclusively trust God. That's why sometimes your children are going to say, Mom and Dad, why don't you do this? Mom and Dad, why don't you do that? Grandparent, uh, Grandma and Grandpa, whatever you're called, why don't you do that? Because We answer and say, I am not leaning on my own understanding in this circumstance. I am trusting God. You see, when you do that, you are are showing an example to your children of how you are trusting God. And sometimes that's very hard to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Teach your children to trust God by heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Godly parents dependently trust God. Godly parents exclusively trust God. I would say to all who are here today, whether you're a parent or not, dependently trust in the Lord, exclusively trust in the Lord. You cannot be saved by trusting in in the Lord Jesus Christ and something else. You can only be saved by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ exclusively. Godly parents, thirdly, completely trust in the Lord. He says... In this next phrase, in all your ways acknowledge Him. Oh, the ways we live. Do you only trust God in some ways in your life, or do you trust God in all the ways of your life? See, it's a test for whether or not you're trusting God with all your heart. Those who trust God with all their heart, they trust Him without leaning on their own understanding, but secondly, they also trust Him In all of their ways. Oh, the sadness of the days in which we live. I'm very mindful as I speak to you today about the various vast amount of conditions and trials and circumstances of the people who make up First Baptist Church, who make up the families represented in this church. I'm very aware of that as your pastor. I understand that. But in all of your ways, in all of your ways, I say it to those of you in deep sadness. I say it to you who are living in joyful gladness. I say it to all of you who are somewhere in between, walking in the ways that you're living in today, in all the conditions of your life, in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. This Hebrew word acknowledge means perceive Him. Be aware of Him. Understand that He is at work. God has not left you. God is with you. Those who know your name will put their trust in you, Psalm 9.10. Uh, cease from striving. Psalm 46.10, one of the most famous of verses. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. This is what trust says. I'm going to be still. I'm going to be still and I'm going to trust God. Paul said in Philippians, he said, in jail. In jail when it seemed like he was sidelined from doing the ministry God called him to do. He wrote to the Philippian church, my circumstances have turned out for the best for the gospel. You see, that's what a trusting man or woman says. That's what you say to your children in all your circumstances. Mom and dad, let me tell you, when you are complaining about God's treatment of you to your children or you're saying it in their presence, you are not teaching them what it means to trust God. Grandparents, when you are complaining about your circumstances to your children, perhaps they're grown, and to your grandchildren, you're not teaching them what it means to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, that warms our heart, but you can't just say that part. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And for some of you today, you need to get on your knees and bless God, and you need to confess in front of your family what is happening to me is permitted by the will of God for my good, for the glorifying of Jesus Christ. You must say that to them so that they know it. Godly parents, fourthly, live in the assurance of God's promises. We love the last promise of the last of the end of verse six, but we don't always read it carefully. He will make your paths straight. Wait a minute. Hold on here. Hold on here. Something happens to my crooked paths when I trust God. Any of you feel like your path is crooked today? You see the Lord when you trust Him with all your heart and you don't lean on your own understanding and in all your ways you acknowledge Him. Listen to me. God straightens crooked paths. Did you hear me? God straightens crooked paths. Oh, my children have gone too far away. God straightens crooked paths. Oh, my grandchildren will never come back to God. God straightens crooked paths. My life is too far gone. What could God ever do with me? God straightens crooked paths. God will direct the ways of the godly. When they put their trust in Him. In fact, He takes their paths and He makes them straight. Now I will say this to you. A straight path that God makes does lead through the valley of the shadow of death. The straight paths that God makes of our lives and our crooked paths does lead through the the times of trial and trouble. If you're here today and you don't believe you'll ever have trouble, someone's lied to you. You see, it is through the trials and troubles of life that God sanctifies us and makes us like Jesus and makes us holy. What do children need to see in their godly parents? That they will trust God to change their paths from the crookedness of the past to the straightness from here going toward heaven. That's an amazing thing for children to see the change in their own parents, the change in their own grandparents, and to experience watching God make a crooked path straight. Oh, it's a straight path. In fact, there are a number of words used to describe this one word, straight. It's sometimes the word right paths. God takes paths that are unrighteous paths and makes them right paths. When we trust God and believe in the Lord Jesus. He takes crooked paths and makes them straight paths. He makes those who have lived in rough paths, and some of us have been through it in here. Rough paths. You know why? Because you chose not to walk with God. You went went down the thorny path. And it's miserable to be on the thorny path. It's miserable to walk another way, away from God. But when we come to Him and trust Him, He takes and makes our rough paths smooth paths. Straight paths, smooth paths, level paths. And all of these paths are righteous paths. What does... What does David say in Psalm 23? He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Peaceful paths. Some of you have walked on paths of chaos, and you've lived on paths of anxiousness and fearfulness. Proverbs 3.17, we'll read in just a while, Wisdom and the wisdom of God that we learn from the Word of God. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths our peace. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and when you trust God, He takes the crookedness of your path. You came Now you're living life and all of a sudden you've come to this condition in your path. Will you trust God that this is a straight path? Or will you try to divert yourself and go some other way based on your own wisdom and knowledge? Oh, don't don't leave the path. Don't leave the straight path that God has made that way and go back some other way your children must see in you my children must see in me that I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and that I will not lean on my own understanding and in all my ways I will acknowledge him and it's a conjunction he will make your paths straight so what do we remember today as we go number one Trusting God is a way of living. Not just a one-time decision. You see, we walk by faith. We li- that's a phrase, walking. It means every day. It's lifestyle. We live as God's people. We walk by faith. You don't know what's ahead in your life, nor do I as I stand here speaking to you. We have no idea what happens the remainder of this day or next week or however many days we have left. So the question is, What will you do? Will you trust God and walk by faith? You see, your commitment to trust Jesus Christ and trust God started the day you surrendered to Him, repented of your sin, and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and were saved. And now you live a lifestyle of trusting God. Godly parents live a lifestyle of trusting God. And their children see that they trust God. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. How will we make it? Here's our circumstance. Instead of bringing fear to children, when they see their parents afraid, they see their their parents trusting God, and they're not afraid. Because my mom and dad trust God, we're going to be all right. You see, that's what happens when we live a lifestyle of trusting the Lord with all of our heart. Trusting God is an act of surrender of your will. You will have to trust God on this new path He's made straight when He leads you through a rough, what you think is a rough, hard time. And you say, God, why are you letting this happen in my life? I thought you saved me and everything was going to be sunshine and glorious, wonderful provision every day. And the Lord says, I am providing for you, but sometimes it rains and sometimes it shines. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's hard. But it's your path. It's the straight path I have made for you as a result of you trusting in me. There's a great old word in the Psalms that talks about the deliverance of Israel. And you know what it says? He made the way... Are you listening? Through the sea. That's what God does. Your path might lead just like Israel directly to the sea. And you look around and think, what in the world is God doing? Just keep going right through the sea, trusting God. The godly live with the assurance that God is working in all the circumstances of your life. You mean God's not shocked when I get sick? No. You mean God's not shocked when I lose my job? No. The Lord is very aware of that. Are you going to trust Him in all the circumstances of your life? And then I must say to verse, excuse me, number four here only God knows the best path of the godly. And every one of us here, God has set for you a race you must run, and the path you must run is the crooked path He's made straight. Now, get busy running. Run. Run for heaven. Run by faith, trusting in Him. So, what are our family challenges for today? Well, parents. Parents, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be saved. Trust in Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you're a parent and you would honestly say, Pastor Mike, I'm not a Christian. I'm a religious person, but I'm not a Christian. Then the first thing you must do is trust the Lord Jesus and be saved. When you do that, you will put a mark, a blessed mark on every one of your children And grandchildren because they will see in you your commitment and willingness to surrender to God and trust Him. Children must see in their parents and their grandparents those who walk and trust God with all of their heart. As parents, don't rely on your own understanding. You can sit down with a pencil and pen try to calculate it all out. You can look at all the pluses and minuses. You can weigh it out on the scale. You can do all your evaluations. And at the end of the day, you push the paper aside and say, We must trust God. And we will trust God with all of our hearts. Talk with your children about trusting God. Tell them about the times when God has provided that they might not even know about. I started with this at the beginning. Some of you are in a condition to do it. When your grandchildren come to your house, make an object lesson out of something that, that, that they now experience that God has given to your family. It might be the place you live. It might be your health. It might be, you know, I, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Did you all know? Because in, back in the day, I was in the, I was in the war and... And God, save me. Your children and your grandchildren will love to hear the ways God has taken care of you and made your crooked path straight. They need to hear from you, the closest to them, how God has provided over and over for you. Lead your children. Oh, my dear friends, whatever else you do for them, However much you spend on making them successful and getting an education and investing in all of their skills and their, their abilities, appeal to their heart that they will trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and live before them as an example. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight.